My love for you is like a truck berserker. Would you like to make a fuck berserker? Well, sit, children. Let me give you the subject of the day. Said again, Anthony made it out two weeks in a row. Hell yeah! We took it off week. Uh, we did a special little uh tester episode with some buddies of mine. Shout out to Brian and Steve, and we'll probably release that as a little bonus episode at some point soon. We just shot the shit and just talked about men's league soccer, co ed league soccer, amateur soccer, stuff like that. So I'm sure there's plenty of people that can relate to that life. And that's what we did last week. Not me. I'm super out of shape, and I only play <coughs> soccer online with people that I don't know. <laughs> Andrew's super into FIFA these days. I'm, dude, I haven't been this into FIFA in, I don't know, man, in a very long time. We're definitely going to get into that. Um, super duper duper excited. Holy shit. I think something that everyone wanted, whether you're... Uh, a fan of LAFC and a fan of uh, the LA Galaxy, or if you're just a fan of American soccer and want the league to prosper in general, and American soccer to prosper in general. In general, I think we have our uh, our matchup. I think we have what we wanted, um, what everyone wanted to see, and uh, arguably one of the biggest matches in American soccer history. Maybe, I completely agree. Maybe ever. Um, I think it has like the most highly anticipated, the big, the most amount of energy, the most amount of just people talking is this big matchup between the two teams from Los Angeles. You know, we're sitting here and we're, this is, this is actually a cool setup. Something we don't get to do often is we're actually sitting in front of, uh, we're sitting in my living room in front of a nice uh, TV screen watching Inter uh, take it to Dortmund at the moment. Um, but one thing I'm noticing, one thing I feel is like, even in watching Madrid these days, I'm not as mm, I'm not as anxious as I used to be. I'm not as like into it as I used to be, like I am with LAFC, and that's me just being honest. I know Madrid hasn't been playing any big games or anything like that yet. They certainly haven't been playing the best soccer in the world. We're going to talk about that later, but this has this has some weight to me and to my some weight to to. My life in a di- it kind of hits me in a different way because it's yeah you're 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 wound up by it. it it's, well, it's just my, it's my it's my home. Not only is it my home, but it's something that I've wanted to see to see my whole life. I've wanted to experience this in my home my whole fucking life, and I haven't had the ability to do that. I've had to travel to Europe, mm-hmm. and I, and it's been amazing. I'm not shitting on that, of course. I mean, those atmospheres are second to none and all that stuff. But something about having this in my home. Is just oh man, it just means so. There's a cup game much. in yeah. LA, and it's a rivalry, a rivalry game, and it's it's exciting. It's super exciting. Oh man, it's so fucking exciting. It's Thursday night. It's it's <sighs> it's, it's just you're just <laughs> writing soccer history here in the U.S. Yeah, that's man. the way I, I keep trying to tell myself. It's like 
no matter what happens, this is just for the records. This is for the records. Like, no matter what the result, this is just part of the story that's going to hopefully be ongoing. Like, like we said, um, you know, the, uh, again, the big, if, for those that don't know or for those that maybe just listen to us and are casual fans of, of MLS or for maybe family that doesn't really pay attention to, to soccer in the States, um, basically when the MLS playoffs were set up, the brackets were set up, <laughs> LAFC got a buy because they won the, uh, the Supporter Shield and they won the Western Conference. So essentially that gave them a buy in the first round, meaning that uh, the second through uh, eighth seeds, second through eighth seed in each group has to, had to basically battle it out to make it to the semifinals of their, um, or the quarterfinals of their particular uh, conference. So um, the Galaxy were pitted against uh, Minnesota United. Uh, Seattle played... Dallas? Um, I think they did. Seattle played Dallas, I believe. Let me go back and look at that before I make a mistake. I've been so focused and so, like, nonstop. I've been having trouble sleeping. Like, this is crazy, man. This is... Never in my life would I think that it'd be this, like, vested and this crazy over an MLS game. And I know that sounds shitty, but I'm just being honest. You know, like, I never thought that would be the case. That, like, it's the business end. This is why I'm a season, tic- season ticket holder, now is to be able to uh, witness stuff like this. Exactly. That makes sense. <coughs> okay, yeah. Uh, Seattle did beat Dallas 4-3. to um, Elsewhere, Toronto takes it to DC United 5-1. to Back on the West Coast, RSL edges out Portland in a very chippy affair. All the games... Oh, also Atlanta beats uh, New England. All the, A lot of the games were really uh, intense. That Seattle-Dallas game was... Back and forth. It was non-fucking-stop. Uh, that Toronto-DC uh, United game, that score is flattering, but they actually went into extra time, and, and uh, d- uh, DC actually tied it, I believe, in like the closing seconds. It was the 90, yeah, 93rd minute that they tied it. So the 5-1 to scoreline doesn't allude to how tight that game was for so long and how just tense it was. And then uh, DC United edges out uh, New England, as I mentioned. Uh, RSL and Portland was another really, really tight one. And then the Philly-New York Red Bulls game was incredible as well. You know, for someone that, like, I was shitting on kind of this playoff format and I was shitting on, you know, uh, you know the American system and playoffs and this and that, it was fucking exciting. I'm not even going to front. I'm, I'm going to, like, <laughs> shit on myself. and But like, it's just the truth. It was exciting as hell. Um, all of these games were highly contested. And I think what really changes it is having it single elimination. Yeah, I mean, it's nerve-wracking. Winner takes all. It's like there's no second leg. There's no away goals. It's just winner go home. I think you saw teams that maybe play a more conservative style that don't open up all the way. If they're playing an away game and you're during the middle of the season and you want to you want to get out with a point, then maybe you park the bus and you don't play too hard. That was not happening at all this weekend. Everyone was fucking getting after it. Everyone's going crazy. So you saw, like, just, like, FIFA type, you know, like, if you were playing FIFA, like, it was, it was just wide open, running and gunning type of uh, type of game. Outside of um, maybe the uh, Atlanta game, but everything else was pretty crazy. That <laughs> Galaxy-Minnesota game, Minnesota probably had, I went back and watched that game after work. I think Minnesota had, like, six really good clear-cut opportunities. The Galaxy looked so flat and looked so blasé for so long. But then, 
you know, with a team like the Galaxy, this is what happens. If you do not put them away, if you do not take your chances, you have guys like Zlatan, you have guys like Jonathan Dos Santos that are going to... They have weapons that they're will hurt gonna, you. They're going to hurt you, dude. But yeah. one, you have these guys that are just going to hurt you if you don't put them away. That they're not... They're not weak going forward. Don't like. Don't ever like think that. Mm-hmm. You know they're weak at the back, sure, and midfield. Maybe they have some issues, but they have plenty of weapons, and they're gonna hurt you. And sure enough, it's one of those classic, like archetype type of situations. You always see it. You know, you see this team that's playing better. They're out possessing another team. They're they're moving. They're, they're getting shots. They're getting shots. They're getting shots. And after like three or four, you're like, man, it's. I think it's just not their day. Mm-hmm. And the other team just gets one opportunity. Boom. And then it kind of deflating, and then you get the misery compiler. Boom, you get another one, back-to-back. And after that, you just saw Minnesota was deflated. They, they pulled one back like in the late 87th minute or so, 88th minute. And the Galaxy by then had already had it in the bag. Um, and you know what it was, too? Like, Minnesota was was the, the stadium and the atmosphere was awesome. The, the fans were, were definitely cheering them on. They had that home field advantage. But <coughs> it just wasn't enough, you know? And then when you get a situation like that where the fans are super loud and it's crazy, and then you you deflate them and it's silent and they don't know how to react that is really like a almost like a momentum shifter you know what i mean like yeah, it yeah. really changes momentum cuz everyone on the field feels it too oh yeah cuz they want they you they get energy from the fans especially in a game like that that's why like you know people there's casual fans that shit on LAFC and 325Z4 why do you guys cheer even after you get scored on i think that's why that's right? one of the to me that Having that in a supporter section is one of the most important parts. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dortmund's the same way. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of big ultra sections that y- Boca, you, you, River. you have yeah. to be behind the team through thick and thin, no matter what. Because you do not, at the very least, you don't want the your team's head to drop. You want to know, give the team confidence that, hey, we're, we're still behind you. Yeah. No matter what's happening, we're still behind you. And that's frustrating mm-hmm. for me as an Arsenal fan because I've seen plenty of matches in the last 10 years where you can feel the unrest of the crowd at the Emirates and it, it can affect it the players on the team. Yeah. It permeates everything. It's yeah. like everyone gets, you can hear the groans, you hear people just, you hear you see every people 60,000 people yeah. upset. I, yeah. It doesn't, it does, that doesn't, the, the players feel that. Of course. And you want the players to get uplifted, not hindered by their own supporters. I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And then, um, so, you know, prior to this, everyone's looking at the Western Conference, and we're like, "Holy shit!" If the Galaxy get by Minnesota, which was not unthinkable by any means, no. you know what I mean? I don't think anyone was like, "Minnesota's gonna crush them." I don't think anyone said that. Um, I was like, "Man, is it really gonna happen? Is it really gonna happen?" But to me, when I look at the Galaxy and I've seen their performances all season, they're either great or they're horrendous. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I don't know what to think because, I mean, fuck, maybe, maybe playoff mode Zlatan comes on and lights it up and goes crazy, but that, wasn't really, that didn't really happen. He scored a goal, but it was, you know, it was off of... Uh, actually, he didn't score a goal. He, uh, it was Jonah and uh, Leggett. He, he got the, the one-timer and then Leggett got the rebound. But, um, yeah, he didn't really like, play like his normal self. He seemed a little bit out of it, seemed a little bit tired. Uh, but it didn't matter. The Galaxy got it done, and I wasn't surprised. But at the same time, I was working, and the reality of the situation kind of, like, hit me. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, dude. 
it hit me. <laughs> it's happening. It's like fucking, it's, it's happening. I mean, it's, it's just history is being written right now and it's pretty exciting. And I, I totally feel your unrest. And then uh, we're in a group chat with other family members that are also LAFC supporters. And they're like, I thought I was ready, but I'm not ready. Our family members are just getting pretty <laughs> by it. And it's just like, it's for bragging rights right now. It's for everything. It's like, can we put it to bed when it counts? Can we just stop the curse? <laughs> stop the curse. And yeah. you know what I think, man? Like, it's 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 a thing of like, it's a it's a situation of, I wanted this. I want to beat them. I want to beat them in the playoffs. I want to, and then I want to win the final. Mm-hmm. I want that so bad. But the way we've played against them this season in particular. And you don't get a lot of confidence from it. <laughs> and you know they got it done. They got the supporter shield. But then in knockout games, when it really matters, in the in the open cup, it's kind of dicey. In the open cup and inconsistent. In, and in last season's uh, playoffs, mm-hmm. it's just very, like you said, inconsistent. Two more big, big, big things that happened. Uh, Zimmerman is coming off of that concussion. I doubt he'll be a hundred percent. And then. I would say like 95% sure he's not playing is Mark Anthony Kay who got injured while playing for Canada. And that's what you, one thing that you were sounding off on a couple weeks ago when we recorded <laughs> was the international break right before playoffs. And and sure enough, we have a cat like a, <sighs> a guy that you know, props to Canada for beating the US for the that first time. That game sucked for me for so many hey, reasons. Hey, we got a phone caller, oh, a we special do have a guest. Phone call. Yes, let's stop over let's stop that. But uh yeah, we have Ben from LAFC. Hello Ben. Hello. Hi, Ben. Can you hear us? Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you doing, sir? Thank you. I feel really bad for you, Ant, that you're still doing a podcast show with Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised you guys even have listeners. Ben was drunk. I think there's like 15. Ben was drunk with me a couple weeks ago. He's like, we should start a podcast. We should start a podcast. Don't let, don't, don't, don't listen to him. Anyway, we have our good buddy Ben from (laughs) LAFC. Um, formerly of Kicks of the Pitch. We actually started the P- Kicks of the Pitch podcast. And FC Dorsum. Several years ago. FC Dorsum. Um, yeah. Korean uh, liaison to anyone in Koreatown. Um, ben, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. We had a really good event yesterday here at the Bank California Stadium at LACHQ where we celebrated the Korean community, a vital part of Los Angeles. Can um, you... For a merchandise collection. Yeah, can you talk about some of the guys from Over the Pitch were there, our buddy Hogan from Korea, and so on and so forth? Yeah, um, Hogan, which uh, who happens to be the art director for Over the Pitch Studio, a publication online um, mag that um, kind of intersects the world of soccer, fashion, and art, and all things cultural going around in Korea, and as well as um, worldwide. He also happens to be um, a kit supplier for one of the biggest teams in the K-League. Um, and we got a chance to partner up with him to design the Korean collection for LAFC. And, you know, it kind of brought the community together last night in, in the lead up to a very, very important and historical match, not only for the club, but for the league as well. Very cool. That's yeah, awesome. we got to, when we went to Korea, we got to meet uh, all the guys. Uh, yeah, well, we were out there a couple of years ago. They were super incredible. They were super cool. They came to the pop-up. They uh, hung out with us, partied with us. 
Um, and then it was just been really cool to kind of uh, make friends with them and follow them and see all the really cool creative shit that uh, they've been doing over there. They're, they're fucking awesome, and they do really cool shit. So it's awesome to bring that and to kind of like bridge that... Uh, Bridge that, bridge those friendships and make something uh, really cool where you could collaborate with LAFC and with the Korean community, as Ben mentioned. Um, now, kind of shifting gears to El Tráfico, uh, Ben. Prior to well, when the playoffs, the brackets were set, and you looked at the possibility of LAFC playing the Galaxy. Uh, what were your thoughts initially, and then what were your thoughts once it kind of once it happened? Um, to me, it was just no surprise on who we were going to play because I felt like, I just kind of felt it in my gut and the way that things were going to pan out. Um, I knew that we were going to end up playing Car Carson, so um, no surprises for me. Yeah, sorry to give you a boring answer, but yeah, no surprises <laughs> for me. There. That was the Not least surprised. Ben answer, the least Ben answer you could have ever you could have given me. Is your boss in the room or what's going on? Um, no. <laughs> um, okay, so you weren't surprised. You felt it in your gut. Um, now that it's that it's we're a day away. We're basically on the eve of the match. Um, talk about the scope. Do you think? I mean, for me, it's arguably the biggest game in American soccer history. Uh, to date, yeah, I agree. Right now, um, I, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm gonna be a little bit biased. So am um, I, but yeah, but yeah. Being that LA is a global city, and there's just been so much um, attention to the city outside of sports in general. Um, I think, you know, we're one of the uh, <laughs> one of the what? I think we're 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 one of the most important cities in in this country, and being that we have. Um, has had su such huge success um, in throughout our season and off, off, off the pitch as well too, just kind of pushing things in a culture and bringing the community and the city together, shining a lot more light on the culture um, of football in America and of course just how much we've developed and grown since uh, the inception and all the way to where it is right now. I think putting that against a team that has been largely successful in the past and has had um, a slew of history and, and, and accomplishments to boast about, or it's just really the tale of two teams kind of coming together at a very, very stake, high stake game. You know, it's not like a, Hey, there's a draw or Hey, here's a loss or here's a win. This <laughs> is a, this is a one and done situation. So yeah. I think this is more so of a definitive um, match for both, both clubs. Now, as far as this goes, in terms of what you're feeling in your gut and you're feeling in your heart and your emotions, as, outside of the regular, like, basic-ass answers, what are you feeling right now as opposed to what you were feeling for the other matches? Because I know for me, I was feeling a lot of apprehension. I was very nervous for all the games. And in that last game in particular, I was very upset for the majority of the game. How are you feeling right now? Um... I, this is probably the most, I mean, other people around me have said the same thing too. Um, this is probably the most calmest I've been um, leading up to a match of this kind of magnitude. Um, I'm confident that we're prepared and I'm confident that we're going to come out with the result that we want. And there's really nothing, I know I would love to give you guys more of an exciting, you know, answer, but I have to be authentic to how I'm feeling right now and, and how I've been feeling in the lead up to this match. I think this is something that's, again, like you said, good for, you know, American soccer and, the culture aspect of it, but all in all, for me, we're going into this 
I'm calm and I'm confident and it's just on to the next. We have, we have, we have more things to look forward to. So you're going to get good sleep tonight. Sorry. You're going to get good sleep tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Wow, the confidence is like yeah, blowing he's my sleep mind. Like a baby. This is not this is not the bend that I know. I love it though. I'm I'm with it. You know, like part of me feels like you know, this the season went well for so many reasons. It, it, it was almost perfect for me, like the way the season went outside of not mm-hmm. beating the Galaxy, right? Everything sure. else, if we beat the Galaxy, I think it's a a great regular season. Probably the best regular season that we could imagine if we beat the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. We d- we yeah. haven't, and it's mm-hmm. that's frustrating to me, right? It's it's not. Oh, yeah. It's just that thing that 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 little like gnat in your ear that won't go away, right? So yep. now, like I almost feel like we got a we got a third chance, and in the most important yeah. type of situation, the only way it would be better if it was like a cup final or something like that. You know what I mean? But it's a chance sure. to like a one and done elimination to do it in front of our home fans. I just feel like it's destiny a little bit. You know what I mean? As corny as I sound like such a fucking cornball. But like You are. I just <laughs> <laughs> you are. <laughs> I just feel like it's destiny though, dude. I feel like it's just written in the fucking stars. You know what I mean? Like it has to happen. I almost feel that way too. Uh, but unlike look, you, I, I feel very nervous. And I I I'm I'm ugh, I just I'm a, I'm a fucking nervous wreck right now. Yeah. No, no, I mean I don't I mean I think it's natural for you for for people to be. I mean, the game is a high state game, like I said, I mean, there's a lot on the line and that's, that's regardless of whether we're playing the galaxy or not, any team that we're playing at this stage and the season that we had, um, it's just going to be something that we get excited and nervous about as, as fans of the sport and fans of the city and fans of the club. But I mean, regardless for me, I think we have to kind of take things into perspective when we're looking at this game, regardless of whatever happens. And I'm not saying this to kind of foreshadow anything other than a win. But um, well, what I'm saying this for is that we've accomplished so much in such a short amount of time. Yeah. And yeah. that's not just, that's not just in a soccer sense. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. just in a sporting sense. We're talking about the way that we've transformed um, the city of Los Angeles and the way that we've had um, the community come together and, you know, the, diver- the diverse communities that have come together and, and all four you know, the civic pride and, and, and what we've done together, where we've really built something that where people belong, where people can identify with. And I think just in our second season in, the fact that we've not only have gotten better and have gotten louder and have gotten more dynamic and and, and more um, and growing into to, to who we are as a club, we've also happened to match that with what happens on the field as well, too. So I don't think that there's anything that that can happen this season, regardless of whether it's this round or the next round or the round after that, that could take away from that. And I think that that's something that we all need to remember going into a situation where every game that we play now could be the end of the season. You know, I I think you're 100% right. I think that's obvious. Well, not I don't think it's obvious to a lot of people. I think it's obvious to people that are involved with the club or that have seen it grow and are, you know, are are with the supporters or with are with the players and everything. They're around the community and the culture of the club. It's like you said, it's incredible. Uh, This game doesn't necessarily define the club um, and what you guys have done. It doesn't nullify the the amazing good and and the progress that you've made and how much of an impact uh, LAFC has made in the city, that, that doesn't take away anything. Uh, and you're right. You're right about that. And that's important to remember. Um, but at the same yeah, time... Yeah, I think... 
At the same yeah, time, think, we need to fuck you. <laughs> at the same time, we <laughs> yeah. I mean, of course, I think you hit it right on the head. I mean, of course, it's a result. The sports is a result-driven industry, you know. But I think there's, like you said, I mean, we've built the club when the club had no results and no games to play. And yeah. we come from a, we come from building this where there there weren't things to discuss in terms of a win or loss. You know, we're 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 going to be here when there is a win we're going to be here when there is a draw we're going to be here when there is a loss so to me that's not something that i worry and i think it would be extremely unfair to all the people that make up this community and this club um it would be really unfair for us to define a season based off of uh, one game or two games or three games it has to be the collective of the whole 34 that we've played yeah the investment as it, it it more than it being just a franchise it being more of an institution and it the investment in it in the club culture has been like the most important thing and it's like the model of any new sport or even brand for that matter it's like the the connection with the people and what it represents has been like the best thing to 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 witness since since its inception yeah for sure with that up uh cool man well anything else you want to say before we let you go on your busy way no man i think stop being nervous <laughs> Pull your pants up, you know what I mean, and 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 just get ready for the show. That's yeah, all it is. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Let's uh, let's celebrate afterwards for sure. No, for sure. We'll we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about this again, and, and and you'll see the reason why I was so calm. <laughs> I love it. I love when oh, yeah, Ben talks like this, dude. I love it. I'm with it. All right, Ben. Yep. Uh, we'll let you go, brother. Thank you for calling in, and uh, I'll see you tomorrow. All right. Thanks, Later. Ben. See you. Later. See you. Oh wow, Zen like Zen Ben is Zen weird. Ben. I, normally he's a fucking shit show, like a nervous wreck, and like this, I'm not used to that. But that fills me with confidence. That makes me like puts me at ease a little bit. Um, I think I think Ben is also right. He's very right, and I think the way the reason he feels so confident and the reason he feels so good is because they've done such great work already, like he mentioned. So you know, I think he feels a little bit like this game doesn't define them, but. Um, yeah, tomorrow f for me and for a lot of people, it's uh, it's important for me, you know. And I I want to win. I want that monkey off the back, and I want to do it against them. And I want to win against them. And I want them out of the playoffs. And uh, I want to see it. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to the electric atmosphere. I think it's going to be the most turned up it, it's been in since the, all, out of all the other times they've met. Oh man, it's oh, it's man. not just a league match. It's this is this is for who goes to the next round, and it's going to be fun. Yeah, I can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. Uh, anything else you want to say about this before we, we move on? I feel like it's going to be hard to, but um, yeah. Anything else? I don't know. They just they just need it. I it's I'm looking forward to it. I'm yeah. just I'm excited. This is why I wanted a team like this in the state, it, it, like this in LA. It's the only major market that's you know New York has two teams, but it's not the same. No, it's not the same at all. These two teams, you know, it's, it's are it's, actually building a proper rivalry within one another. It speaks to something when you have global media coming to LA to watch this. And yeah, that's happening. On a, that's happening. There's a lot of people that are trying to get media passes that are being turned away because there was such an influx of people that tr are trying to come to LA to watch this match and to experience the atmosphere. They've seen it on TV. By the way, Anthony's eating chips. They've, <laughs> they've seen this on TV. They've seen. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> He's eating hot Cheetos right now. <laughs> um, 
uh, they've seen it on TV, they've seen it on social media, they've heard uh, the back and forth on Twitter, on Reddit, on Facebook, all that shit, right? It's it's the banter, the the chance. They they've seen it all. Now they want to experience it, experience it, um, and it's happening. Uh, and it's for a, a valid reason, you know. It's it's for it's for uh, yeah, it's for something. It's for something big. So. Uh, expecting fireworks, expecting uh, just, I just can't wait, man. It's the it's going to be the biggest game that I've ever seen in the States, without a doubt. So I can't wait, man. I'm what excited. was, uh, okay, quick question. What yep. was the biggest game you've ever seen in the States before this? I've been to uh, two MLS Cups. So the one that we went to, the Chicago in Fire. Yeah. Uh, the Chicago Fire, I think they played DC United. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was 98-ish, 99, 98. Then um, <clears throat> the I saw the Galaxy and Houston. Uh, that was like twenty fourteen. Wow, Inter just was that Kondreva? Yeah, it was Kondreva. It's so funny. These some of the the jerseys are so tight these days. It's, that players struggle to take yeah. them off. <laughs> um, yeah, Kondreva just just scored the second one against Dortmund. This was a good game, man. Yeah. Um, by the way, Inter look amazing under Conte. He's got them fucking feeling themselves. Uh, uh, back to what I was saying. Those are probably the two biggest MLS games. But other than that, I've seen like Brazil play in international games. Um, I saw a Gold Cup match with uh, Mexico and Jamaica. Um, I saw like it's all it, the problem with living where I where we live is, and then the rest is probably like has been El, El Trafico games. The, mm-hmm. Those have been the biggest and the best atmospheres where it's tense. It feels emotional. There's a whole day. You know, you, you get there six hours before you're drinking. You're hanging out with people. It's a fucking ordeal. It's an event. It's a, it's a, it's like a, ho- it's like a holiday. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's a fucking, it's this big communal, amazing thing. Um, and the LAFC games have been the biggest and best atmospheres that I've been yeah. to. Because more often than not, what happens when living in LA is that we get these like shitty friendlies and these like it's nice to see those players. Like it's nice to see Gareth Bale and they go mm. and they go see Ronaldo and these guys, but they're not fucking trying to like turn it up. Yeah, it's like uh, a demo. It's a demonstration. Yeah. And not even that. It's like watching. I'd rather watch them practice, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. With that's you. way. That's way better, yeah. in my opinion. And I've been lucky enough to see that. But you know, it's. It's uh yeah I mean it, that this is gonna be the biggest game I've ever seen in in in, in my house in like yeah, my backyard. Yeah, I think I think it might. Obviously, be Obviously, I've seen bigger games elsewhere, but this is this is. Uh, be- before this match, yeah. it was probably a Mexico U.S. game at the Rose Bowl for like I think it was like a Gold Cup final or maybe. Did we? Did I go with you to that? No, no, I, I, w- I went with some buddies that I played soccer with. Was that when Gio Dos Santos hit that? Like, uh, was that? The I Rose think Bowl? they won an extra time, but it was a packed Rose Bowl. Mm. It, it was it was just a great atmosphere. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. It's yeah, maybe yeah, like yeah. four years ago. Yeah, yeah. It was like three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Um, so yeah, I like I said, I haven't I haven't seen, I haven't I, I've seen amazing, incredible games at the bank, and one of the the ones that comes to mind automatically, of course, is the Seattle game, the first game at the bank where Simon hit that free kick, to, in basically like. Extra time and then mm-hmm. it was over. But the, basically, the last kick of the game. Um, that was probably one of the wildest things I've ever witnessed. Um, and then, of course, the El Trafico is going. It, the game's going back and forth. But the the LAFC hasn't won yet, so it's been a little bit. Uh, you know, it's it's been a little bit with a grain of salt. So now 
the potential for the atmosphere is going to be second. I mean, it's uh, it's not even potential. I just know it's going to be second to none. People are out of their minds already for this. Ticket sales are fucking bananas. Like the resellers are going crazy, um, and a lot of people are getting really like mi- a little really confused about this. LAFC is not selling tickets for three thousand dollars or for five thousand dollars or whatever the fuck you're seeing them on. On, on these like Ticketmaster and all that. LAFC's sold out of the tickets a long time ago. What you need to understand is th- that people are buying these tickets and reselling them. So people, some people, even in the North End, are doing that. So it's not LAFC like, oh, we, well, it's playoff games, we're going to put the price. That's not how it works at all. Also, you need to understand that the bank only holds about 18, like a little over 18,000 people. It's not a big stadium. So this type of game could probably sell out the, the Coliseum. I, I, I don't see it having an issue doing that. But with the high demand and with the small amount of space, you're just, that's what's going to happen. It's just natural. Is it cool? No. But that's just the fucking reality of the situation. This is a big, important game to a lot of people. It shows you that soccer is alive and well in L.A. and in America. That's what you want. <laughs> you know, you I, want I really hope some of the fans outside of the North End get involved with like the 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 chanting. I really hope that they get, that they they're not just the last glued to their seats. The too last much. like three games I was at, it was happening. It was definitely happening. I think the at the Galaxy game, people were very very disheartened. Mm-hmm. You know. But uh, the one game because there was such a huge momentum shift early in that game, that yeah. was what was frustrating. Yeah, there was a it was a big like, I mean the galaxy galaxy came out and fucking just punched us in the face right mm-hmm. away. So it was very deflating early on, and rightfully so, you know. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the situation uh, for me. I'm just I'm I'm just very lucky and and happy to be there. A lot of my obviously my my entire family is going to be there, so I'm excited for that. Uh, my friends, the soccer cooligans coming down from New York. I can't wait to see them. Have Hell some yeah. beers with those guys. Shout out Alexis um, and Christian. Can't wait to see those guys. Um, people from New, uh, other people from New York coming. Uh, media from all over the world is coming. Our, our homies from literally came all the way down from Korea. They're going to be down at the game also. Uh, so this is just uh, it's like a world event in our backyard, and I just man, I, I just can't wait to. I'm, I'm, like, so proud and so lucky to be a part of it, so I just can't wait, man. I can't fucking wait. But also I can, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, moving along from MLS, uh, obviously, again, we're just talking about this so much because we're on the eve of the uh, of of the game. It's tomorrow, so. But um, what are your, what are your, uh, do you want to do any, um, oh, my God. Uh, no, we're watching uh, Barca against. Uh, Slavia? Yeah. Yeah, they almost tied it right now. Wow. Um, uh, predictions. Four? Tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay. I think it's going to be 3-2 uh, LAFC. Oh. Fuck, man. Last time my prediction was so horrendously wrong. <laughs> yeah. It was so off. The, the, the last time we, we, we did that, when it was at the bank... Mm-hmm. No, was it at the bank? I, I I can't remember. But um, the last time we did a prediction on 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 the podcast, in my head, I think it was after we had the the head of the three two five two interviewed him. Yeah, that was the first one. Yeah, that was the first one. I was like, I don't know, because a lot of people 
I my friends that are Galaxy fans were like, I don't know, you guys are flying, you guys are probably gonna, and we're doing bad. Yeah, you guys are probably gonna steamroll us. I'm like, I don't know. And then sure enough, it was such a disaster at at the Dignity Sports Park. Uh, I mean, it was a disaster at, at the bank. Also, it's just like they were able to pull it back. They settled down and then they got into the rhythm. But those first twenty minutes, I am unsettled like, by the, by the amount of games that they haven't played since the end of the season. Well, it's been, it's been. It's like twenty days. Yeah, but it's to the benefit of getting Zimmerman healthy. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of talking about this before Ben cut off. It's to the benefit of getting him healthy. Uh, like I said, uh, Mark Anthony K is probably not going to play, and I think he's vital in games like this because yep. if you look at both of the games, the Galaxy dominated in the midfield physically. Uh, Latif could not really get going. In the second game, he kind of got going, but in the first game, he was just completely bodied and torn apart uh, physically by the Galaxy's uh, midfield. Alvarez and Jonathan Dos Santos in particular just completely dominated uh, that first game. So so what's your uh, prediction? It's a little bit troubling that we're missing those guys. Um, I just think that it's... They're, I think that it's they're over it. I think it's I think it's it's time now. It's just time. I think it's destiny. I think it's done. Um, I think three to one, LAFC. Three to one, LAFC. Yeah. Also, like Zlatan, uh, Zlatan in that last game, I think he he just looks he looks. Uh, I'm, I don't even want to say it, but he just looks a little out of it, a little bit tired. Um, I I'm, I feel like I just don't want to put my foot in my mouth and say like. And then he's gonna come out and have like a crazy game, but you know he's the type of player that lives for these games also. So I, you always gotta f- keep that in mind. And so I can't say too much. You know what I mean? Like just because he's having a, a bad couple run of games doesn't mean anything necessarily with a guy like that. So who knows? And he loves playing the LAFC for sure, as we've seen. So who knows? But uh, I say three to one. I think it's time. I think as long as our intensity the thing that bothered me about the last game too at the bank was the intensity we didn't come out with in- intensity it was so slow and sludge- slug- yeah, sluggish and lethargic and yeah it was just they were it was like in neutral weird. they weren't on the offense no. so um i think they expected maybe uh, the galaxy to be a bit intimidated but they certainly weren't so um let's let's hope that lafc in my opinion they need to come out in the first 20 minutes is going to dictate a lot about this game I think if LAFC comes back, controls, uh, starts off, controls the 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 possession like they can, then I think we see LAFC win. Um, and if Carlos Vela finishes off, starts off the way he finished off the season, then I think uh, then I think it it can go it can go very well. And I think he'll do he'll do very well for himself. It's going to be interesting interesting to me to see how they line up in the midfield if they go with. Um, if they go with blessing, uh, win and Atuesta, which is probably going to happen, so we'll we'll see we'll see how they line up and and how that goes. But three to one, that's that's my hope and that's my prediction. Cool. All right, let's shift gears onto onto European football. It's been awkward times for Madrid fans. Uh, we do well in the league. We're undefeated for a while, then don't do well in Champions League. Then we lose to <laughs> we lose on the weekend uh, to oh fuck. Who do we lose to? I can't even remember. Um, well, let me bring it up right now. But yeah, I guess like all, all the the rumors is are just like just the pressure is getting put on Zidane. You know that's fucking nonsense. Like, ugh. 
sometimes I I really really hate our fans. Like, <laughs> um, it's it's so silly, dude. Like, who did we lose to on the weekend? Um, but then you guys got the result yesterday against Galatasaray. Yeah. Oh, we lost to Mallorca. So Mallorca is a newly promoted side. Uh, that's why it was a really big deal. Lose to Mallorca and then beat Galatasaray in the Champions League. Uh, on the weekend, Eden Hazard had another baby, so he was out. Uh, he went to go uh, obviously see the, the birth of his child, so that's a big deal. Uh, suffering with injuries still. Modric bail out uh, because of the international break. Shout out international break. Thank you, international break. <laughs> You're the best. Fuck, man. The inter- Dude, seriously, like that Canada-US game was... Earlier in the in the day, Modric and Bale got hurt, and I was like, sick. And then Mark Anthony K gets hurt in the first like ten minutes. I'm like, what the fuck? And then yeah. Canada beats US. So it was just a it was an amazing day, amazing day. That was my favorite day. But it's just like you got to put it into context that Zidane is he's inherited an entirely new situation. There's a lot of injuries. There's this old guard of players that is is not what they used to be, and they're you're starting to see that. Um, and it's it's a little bit of a tur- a little bit of turmoil. Like, give him some fucking time, dude. He he did better than any coach has ever done in the history of the game. Like, yep. what are you talking about? Give him some fucking time. Mm-hmm. You know, like p- people are people are like I, I I'm on Twitter sometimes and I read these things and it's he, just he has enough experience to earn a little bit of like leeway in terms of if just, anyone like, just does time. if anyone does it's him mm-hmm. like. What are you fucking talking about? You, you're giving coaches two weeks now? Like, shut up. Like, dude, the man, if if you guys, if Arsenal had a coach like that, you guys would keep him till he died, probably, right? Like, <laughs> Potentially, yeah. Yeah, like, you, I mean, look what you did for Wenger. He didn't, he went shit for you guys. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he won, what, he won a couple, how many leagues did you guys win? I think three. Yeah, I mean, come on, you know? So, I don't know. I, 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 I don't think people need to shit on Zidane at all right away in my or just yet in my opinion um obviously i think you know madrid is in a bit of a lull like i said there's a lot of injuries there's a lot of young talent coming through the ranks there's players like jovic who have not done a goddamn thing there's guys like hazard who still haven't hit full um you know haven't hit uh full stride i should say and then they were gonna play barcelona on the weekend but it got moved to December because of the riots and because of the protests that have been happening in Catalonia. Um, so, honestly, I think that's a really good thing for Madrid because they're still not there yet and they still haven't found their bearings and that's what happens. But I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not anti Zidane. I'm very aware of what's happening. I'm, I'm not like a psychotic Madridista that's like wants a new coach I, I i'm the opposite i want i want someone to settle in and to give you know to permeate and to have a you know have an idea and and, and have a have a, have an ethos to the team and have mm-hmm. a have a vibe and have a you know where everyone understands what they're doing you know you're seeing what's happening at liverpool you're seeing what's happening uh what's happened at man city over the past couple of years so invest in long-term stability yeah man just ch- everyone chill the fuck out you know like chill the fuck out everything's fine you're still in the champions league you're second in La Liga. Everything is fine. Just chill out. Get your players healthy and let's go. That's that's what I think. You know. Yeah, it's been a bit rough, but dude, everything's fine. We have plenty of talent, plenty of young talent. We'll be fine. And then you, your your best buddy Suarez is driving you nuts these days. 
<sighs> so Full flight. It's weird how this happens. It seems to happen basically every year. So Barcelona will have a couple hiccups early on. And then they start hitting this stride where you start seeing them play and they're just completely steamrolling teams. They're just like going fucking crazy. Uh, and that's starting to happen. Uh, SWAT is in particular on the weekend. It's crazy not making people. Uh, they, I mean, they played Ibar, but they came out and just completely like tore them apart. And it looked like uh, it just looked like they were they were practicing at, at certain points in the game. Um, so Barcelona is hitting their stride. Didn't do too well in the Champions League right now. What's funny about Barcelona, when I look at them, I think this is probably the most like blah Barcelona side I've seen in a, in a while, especially in the midfield and uh, defensively. They're not like... Yeah, they have Frankie de Jong, but Busquets is, is not getting any younger. Um, Bika's not getting any younger when you look at the center of, of defense. Uh, they have guys like Longley and, and Semedo and those guys, but... They're still very suspect at the back. Today they barely beat Slavia Praga, uh, Slavia Prague, excuse me. And you know, I I I don't think they're unbeatable. Um, but when they are going forward with Griezmann, Suarez, and Messi, it's whoa, it's a, it's a bit scary. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just I, I'm not fully convinced by them uh, just yet. I think this is probably the weakest La Liga has been in quite some time. Hmm. Um, I'll say that. I don't think. Obviously, clearly Madrid is not at their best. I think uh, Barcelona are getting into their gear where they're going to do well in the league, but I don't think that's going to translate super well to Champions League. And then uh, Atleti is just shitting the bed. Um, that's a great start to the season, too. Well, you know, there's <laughs> they didn't, actually. What they, they, what they did is they had a nice preseason, and this is what fucking is so silly about these preseason games. Mm-hmm. They go out and they beat Madrid 7-2 at the... At the uh, Whatever they called it, they're fucking the fake derby or whatever. I don't, I don't even, I don't, whatever cheesy American name they had for it. But um, they they beat Madrid seven to two in Miami. I think they played, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, what the fuck?" Uh, that thing goes this. Madrid is done. Madrid, and then they go and they play Madrid, and it's a zero zero game. Uh, Jao Felix touches the ball like three times, um, and he just hasn't he hasn't looked. He's just looked boring and whack and like. And Atleti has just been a a bit of a just a dud. They're kind of boring to watch, man. And that the Atleti uh, Madrid game was horrendous, dude. It was like one of the most boring games I've ever seen. It was just like twelve men behind the ball and like one you know one forward isolated, and it was just like horrible to watch. Uh, so I'm not I don't know I'm not overly impressed by Atleti either. Uh, none of the teams in La Liga to me are are like crazy good right now. So like I said, I, I think La Liga is probably not. Where it should be, especially when I see teams like Liverpool, uh, when I see teams like Man City, it's uh, those guys are. I guess we transition to the Prem. Did you watch Liverpool against United? Yeah, even in the. Uh, well, I know that's kind of funny that I'm saying that, and then after a game like that, but even uh, like Serie A, I was just watching Inter right now. They look fucking amazing, you know. And then of course you got guys like Bayern. Bayern are fucking flying. I mean, they destroyed Tottenham the other uh, a couple weeks ago. But um, yeah, man. I mean. How's uh, how's Arsenal? It's <laughs> it's so funny because it's just frustrating because like there's so much talent in the team and then more and more every match that we see it's just like is it the, it seems it's like the coach a lot of a lot of the issues we're seeing it's like the the coaching is really weird it's just really weird really inconsistent and 
I mean, honestly, I was so relieved after that Ozil interview, saying that, you know what, he's going through ups and downs, but, like, he's committed to, he's not going anywhere. I'm sure he's he's getting paid a handsome fee. And that's, it's like, that's, like, cute and all, but, <laughs> what but is, then I don't know what why. is happening. <laughs> yeah. But it's nice to say that. Yeah. Emery, <laughs> Emery is on the bubble right now, I feel like. And a lot of people do not have a lot of faith in this guy and whatever he he's trying to accomplish at the club. Could you see, like, Jose Mourinho is on the tip of a lot of tongues right now. Uh, Madrid apparently, like, is in contact with him, which to me is, like, fucking silly. Would you mind Jose Mourinho going to... Just for, like... You know how well Ozil ba- did under Mourinho? He was band. a fucking, gu- like, monster under Mourinho. Do you remember like, that? Yeah. I mean, the banter alone would be insane. Oh, it would be fuck. Imagine if he succeeded with Arsenal. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he went to, like, Man United and was, like, and gave him the, like, well, I mean, that gave him the Hulk Hogan, big, like, big picture. Can you, I can't hear you type of no, shit. And you know it would I mean? be a big fuck you to Wenger. Oh, yeah. Because him and Wenger would always, like, square off in all, all their matchups. Like, I would love for him to go to Arsenal. <laughs> I think that would be amazing. Oh, my God. I mean, you know what? If, if he were to bring success. Yeah, I have a love-hate with uh, Jose. I think he's he just... He would bring success. To, yeah. He's just such a character. And, uh, you know, he said a lot of stupid shit. And he's done a lot of stupid stuff. But at the same time, it's like I feel his personality is good for the game. I think... Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's good and bad. I think yeah. I think he lost it a little bit his last season at Chelsea. He kind of turned against his players, which he never did in the past. Mm-hmm. Usually, he was such a good, like, lightning rod to protect his... his like he's a player's coach. Yeah, because, like, he would say outlandish shit and take the attention and do weird shit mm-hmm. and, and get combative with, with uh, journalists and so on and so forth and kind of take that heat away from his players, mm-hmm. which is why people loved him. Like, Zlatan in particular is a guy who fucking... Write, like, I've read Zlatan's book. He shits on Pep but loves Arsene Wenger. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, shits on Pep, but loves Jose Mourinho. He, he loves both bo- bo- the, he does the coaches. Lo- he does love Wenger also, but Mourinho in particular, he's talking. To, he talks about like he's a soldier for him. He would mm-hmm. be a soldier for him and like walk through walls mm-hmm. and shit like that for him. Um, so Michaeli would say certain things too. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Um, so yeah, I'm sure like John Terry, I'm sure Lampard and all those guys, Drogba, the Inter know, guys, a lot of the Inter guys, Madurazi, mm-hmm. you know, like loves him. Um, Gambiasso and that I don't know how he won the Champions League with that team. It, it doesn't really make sense either when you look at it. Yeah, it, it, I mean, if he gets the club to buy into like a f- specific ethos, that's when they can start moving mountains. You know, yeah, that's, that's the power of a, a Mourinho team. Yeah, I mean, but that hasn't been done in a long time. Yeah, I see. Honestly, I don't know if, if such a thing happened. Like, it would be very strange if Mourinho was was to come to Arsenal hypothetically. You know, I mean, I'd, I'd welcome it. I'd be like, all right, well, whatever. Like, it, it, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully this <laughs> like, results in... We've tried everything else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I believed in Emery, and I liked Emery as a coach and a manager, and apparently he really impressed people in his interview for the position. Well, you also have to look at what he did with Sevilla. But mm-hmm. see, Sevilla's a different beast. Completely different beast. Sevilla's a different beast. Sevilla's a... And PSG was a different beast also. Yeah, of course. I mean, he underperformed with uh, PSG by giving the benefit of the doubt because the situation at PSG is very weird. Yeah. Compared to other clubs. Yeah. And their their league. That's and another their club, by the way. That is in the money. Yeah, that's another club, by the way. Sorry to interrupt, but that's another club, by the way, that I think, I think right now, for the Champions League, it's between uh, Bayern, PSG, and maybe Man City. Or, I mean, excuse me, maybe Liverpool. 
Mm -hmm. Um, Those are the top three, in my opinion. Maybe Man City, throw Man City in there. But everyone else, I think, is a little bit behind. Anyway, go ahead. But but what were we leaving off on? Just uh, uh, you were talking about Mourinho and Mourinho and Arsenal. Yeah, potentially. I don't know. Arsenal just. Are we, we talking about we, Emery? It, it, it's frustrating because I believed in Emery and I I thought he he could be a good fit. I like Reed at Sevilla, but there's just no vision right now into like what this team is about, what our style of play is, how do we go about winning games? That is still unclear. And it seems to be it's unclear to even the players on the field. Yeah. And that's what's super frustrating. It, when we go to Sheffield, there was so much weird back passing and just no assertion. Uh, you know, on a, on paper, this team's way more talented, Sheffield United. But it's just you hate watching Arsenal play like that. It's just really frustrating. Play like that against Sheffield. I guess Sheff- <laughs> Sheffield. Yeah. I mean, Sheffield's a good team right now. Uh, I'll give them that. And they're yeah, very but well you're organized. not playing against fucking, you know, you're not playing against uh, Barcelona. You're not playing against, like, Napoli mm-hmm. or Barcelona. You're not playing yeah, yeah. against a fucking top dog in the Champions League. You know what yeah. I mean? You sh- if you're going to be you're playing out the back and you're going to be playing conservative, you don't do that against Southampton and shit. You know what I mean? You go and you fucking kill those teams. That's what you're supposed to do, right? Yeah. And then or hopefully. Pepe, uh, you know, he had that glaring miss. That what just, was that, dude? I don't know, man. He What's up his with foot. him? I, he, all he had to do was just stick out his right foot. And, like, for me, if you're a professional soccer player, you need to be ambidextrous. Like, I'm still, like, shocked that, like, how would you not lead with your right and just angle it in? There's some people that... He tried to go across his body. very, very surprised. Mr. Gareth Bale, dude. Oh, he's one-footed? Oh, so bad. Wow. Yeah. But... That one foot is like lights out crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Double down on it. Yeah. But uh, other than that, he had a good half. It's just like, God, it, it, I, we need this guy to kick on with his confidence and start putting goals in the back of the net. It can't just be all in one player. Lacazette came back off, off the bench from injury. And it, it was just too little too late. It, it was just a very weird game and frustrating because, you know, we were only a point behind City. And this run of fixtures after the international break. These are all win- they these are all winnable games where we need to build momentum. The team needs to build momentum and assert itself in in some way or form up at the top half of the table. And then when when you see the team play like that, it's just like back to square one. It's like what are we doing? What is this team doing? Yeah. Yeah, um I mean, I don't see it uh, the only th- the only way I see anything changing for Arsenal is if you guys get a, if you guys get a new manager. I don't think Emery's the guy. I think it's been What's his second season? Yeah, Third? second season. Um, you guys are now behind Chelsea in the standings. Mm-hmm. We went from third to fifth. I don't know how. Like Chelsea's doing actually decent, which I I find shocking. And mm-hmm. Man City is doing okay. And then Leicester's in third, which is fucking weird. Yeah. Um. So there's been some weird kind of like back and forth. You know, like City getting blown out by Wolves the other day. Triore just went fucking. That guy's a fucking monster, by the way. I was watching some of his highlights, but um, yeah, uh, everything's kind of like back and forth outside of Liverpool. Liverpool is just flying. Uh, we saw they just beat Gank four to one in the Champions League. Um, I just think that li- I I don't see anyone really touching Liverpool right now. They're like a just above the rest right now, and I, it's I, it's fun to watch them play. What did you think about the game against United? That was a, that was a fucking weird one. That was a fucking weird one. You know what I thought in that game? So I thought this. I thought if I was a United fan, I would have been fucking ecstatic, first of all. Mm-hmm. But what I thought was it seemed like Liverpool was like, we got this. 
like the demeanor. Just a little too. The demeanor. They were very like. It's 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 important to have a swagger and to have confidence without a doubt, but to not be intense in games, derbies, uh, rivalries, whatever the fuck you want to call that, to not ha- be intense and be very hungry in games like that, which is what that was. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so fucking weird, and United was like, I mean, playing like it was a final. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely. The United players and Ole set them up to like this is a must not lose game. I mean, talk about a guy under fire. Yeah, that motherfucker's under fire. Like that guy is that really cool under fire. Club yeah. is on fire. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> like, yeah. the whole building is on fire. Yeah. They showed like pictures of like uh, like screen grabs of uh, tickets, like uh, season tickets. <laughs> yeah, and for for the game against Liverpool, and people are like I've never seen it. This like a week away. And there's still a bunch of tickets available for the, for a game against Liverpool, and that that's been unheard of of the past. Yeah, because if you're my, you're a United fan, you're sitting in 14th place. Yeah, and you're looking at them like, dude, they're gonna. I'm not gonna pay money to go see a a gangbang. You know, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna pay for that. So what happened was, I mean, ironically, like ironically, it was like incredible for them. You know what I mean? It was a yeah. really good game. For them, I should say. It wasn't a good game. I mean, they almost wow. were able to hold on for for the victory. But, of course, at the, at the last, at the death, Liverpool was ever able to rescue a point. And, you know, when it's when you get – it wasn't a win for them. But when you get results like that, yeah, that's when you kind of – those are those types of games when it's a championship season. Mm-hmm. And you get those ugly games away where you're not playing well. Yeah. Even Things are going your way, but you're able to save you, face. You get it somehow, and those are these are the game. These are the types of games when the the season's over with. No one really will go back and think about that. Mm-hmm. But those are the types of games where, like, maybe you have an injury, maybe mm-hmm. you're down a man, maybe it's a cold night at Stoke on mm-hmm. a Wednesday, and all that shit, mm-hmm. right? All that classic EPL fucking blah blah blah, right? Mm-hmm. But you get those results, you scrape by, you get a point here, you get a point there, you get a, a, a last-minute winner. That's how it goes. That's what championship teams do. They find a fucking way to get it done. And I don't know. Uh, to me, as bad as it could have been, I, I don't – or as bad as it seems with that result against a really – to me, a, like you said, a team that's on fire. Mm-hmm. Not on fire like doing well, like on fire like – Burning. They're burning. <laughs> 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 like, they're they're – they're ash, you know. Um, yeah, so kind of crazy to see, man. Uh, yeah, I'm just looking at these standings. It's wild. Crystal Palace is up there. Tottenham. <laughs> what is going on with Tottenham? Uh, well, this this past month has been great. It it, it just sucks because I wish Arsenal could assert themselves a little bit more, because as bad Tottenham as and, and, and United <laughs> are abysmal. As bad as Tottenham's been, they're what are they? Two two points behind you guys. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like I can't laugh too hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Still a lot laugh. of games left to play. There's still a lot of games left to left to play. Some teams that are I'm kind of shocked are down there. Our uh, Wolves are down there. Uh, Everton's in fifteenth. Jesus. Uh, Watford's in dead last after playing the FA Cup final a year ago. I think they're winless. They are winless. Oh four and five. Um, yeah, man, that's kind of wild. And then up at the top, Burnley's in eighth. Sheffield's doing decently. Uh, West Ham's mid table. I think kind of kind of expected that. They picked up a couple of good signings, but overall I think uh the EPL's pretty pretty fun and exciting. By the way, we're watching Mr. Kurtz and Pulisic 
ball out against Ajax. He looks very good today. I got think it might have been his like best showing in a Chelsea a, uniform so far. Got a cheeky assist. I believe he shook Mr. Serginho Dest on that one. He did. Oh, he shook yeah. him and megged him. Ah, get it. Get it. Uh, so for those that don't know, Dest is the kid, the young up-and-coming talent, Ajax right back, who uh, right back or left back, depending on the day, but um, who is... You could either play for the Dutch national team or play for the American national team. He played with us uh, in a couple of friendlies in that game against Mexico where we got blown out. I think it was 3-0, 4-0. He played in that game. Um, didn't do too well, but still a very, very big talent and has still not decided, has not pledged his allegiance to either or. But Mr. Christian Pulisic uh, hung him out to dry on that goal today. So uh, Chelsea took that result against Ajax, which to me is pretty fucking shocking. Yeah, I didn't expect that. Um, Anything else to talk about? Oh, you wanted to talk. You were, had some questions about FIFA. Oh yeah, L- Drew took a took a year off FIFA last season. I felt like, and so and, and, <laughs> and now that's all I see in the group chat is yeah. FIFA related content, and he's he's been p- pretty pitted with it. So. FIFA has been a part of my life for, I mean, we would play N64 days with my cousins. It, we're, we come from a highly competitive family. We compete over everything. Um, although it didn't really hit Anthony so much, um, <laughs> which is odd. I'm a little bit different. He's a little bit different, he, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's 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 a black sheep because he's not super competitive like the rest of us. Um, but uh, hold on, that's Presley. Press, what are you doing, bud? Sorry, that's my roommate's dog who decides to bark at the best times. <laughs> um, but FIFA became a part of our lives because we were so ingrained in soccer. We love soccer, of course, and all of my cousins love soccer. And we have a lot of male cousins in our family, so... We would get highly competitive when we play ping pong, we would play baseball, we would play soccer, of course, and then video games, board games, we play Risk. So it just became this thing for us. And then around the holidays, what we would do is like all of the the kids, like, you know, we were I think I have I have six uncles and two aunts. They all have kids, their kids, kids have kids, their kids, kids, kids have kids. So there's a lot of us, you know what I mean? So we would get in a room, play FIFA, talk shit, and have a blast, basically. Um, so I got pretty good at the game very early on. I was one of the better ones in the family. Um, and then when it was it came to playing online, I got really good way back. This is, I mean, years and years and years ago, like 2007, 2008. Um, and then one of my younger cousins. A decade I got, ago. I got him into the, shh, Jesus Christ. Over, <laughs> over a decade ago. Yep. Uh, that's how long we've, I've been playing. I got one of my younger cousins into it because I would talk shit to him. He got so good that he ended up being like ranked top 100 in the world or something. And there's a funny story about my other cousin from TJ who played on his account one day because he didn't have the game back home and he didn't have uh, like online. So in his mind, he's like, I want to see how good I am. I want to test myself. And he destroyed, he lost like 10 games in a row and basically ruined, his record. ruined my, my cousin's record and like, basically like ruined FIFA for him for a while. So FIFA's just been this like fucking sorry, long very long story, but FIFA's just been this thing in my life that I've had a love hate relationship with. I think most people that play FIFA and, and that have enjoyed it have a love hate relationship with it. 
And because there's subtleties and it changes every year, there's there's nuance and there's all these things that, that kind of happen where you get used to the game over an extended period of time and then you have to le- relearn it almost a little bit. Yeah, for me, FIFA was like, before the internet like was what it is today, and I didn't I didn't have cable TV till like two thousand three. So there was like a few years where FIFA was like my playable encyclopedia yeah. of the of the game. Yeah. Especially once they had like the uniforms in there when I, I had it on PS two, FIFA two thousand one, and I would just like play just random teams from yeah. all over the world and just see what their uniforms look like, look yeah. what their stats were. Mm-mm. And just I was an only child, so I would just like on summer break just play FIFA by myself and just explore the whole game yeah. and see What's in here? Yeah. Who's in here? <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. going to Anthony's house when he had it on like a PlayStation or Sega Saturn mm-hmm. or something. And those were like the best graphics up to that point. So we went over there and I was like, oh my God, look, it shows like Lazio's, mm-hmm. you know, had the Puma kit. And mm-hmm. then like it was just, oh, that's like Veron. And the, or like he was playing at Parma and you see like the subtleties of the kit. Just the early player faces and uh, early yeah. full uniforms. Yeah, and it was, there was some magic to that. And then the 98 World Cup one, uh, we played mm-hmm. the fuck out of that, you know. Um, and then so on and so forth. We keep going on and on and on. And it was, uh, yeah, it just became this thing. And, and once like... I would play online and I was pretty good, but then the ultimate team really changed the entire dynamic of FIFA. Um, ultimate team and what it took to be good and how it played and how you could build your own team and the market and all these things, it became its this juggernaut and it's how EA made millions and millions and millions of dollars. Um, and it kind of changed the game for... Uh, in a negative way, uh, in most people's opinions, and in my opinion also. Um, so, for me, FIFA 19, I took a break because I started to, to like, I just wasn't enjoying it as much. And I was kind of like, I would get upset because I would get really good at the game early on, and then they would do an update, and it would change the den- the dynamic of the game pretty drastically. Um, so, it felt weird because my cousins would be playing, they'd be talking shit, and I wasn't playing, I wasn't a part of it. So um, what happened was FIFA 20, I was like, all right, I'm going to give it a go. Um, and for those that don't know, the way to get good in FIFA Ultimate Team in the past was you get good players, and you get good players by getting them packs. Um, you could sell players on a market, so people, but you're using electronic currency, essentially. But you can earn packs by literally using real money to buy packs. You can do that. Or you can earn them with coins in game by winning games, by doing well in a, in a, on weekend league, which you needed to qualify for, so on and so forth. There was all these different things that you could do. This season, however, and you would get they have icon players, so you could get players like like Zidane, Roberto Carlos, got players that no longer play, but they were like superhumans in the game because you're having these classic cards with boosted stats. So you're essentially using like these super teams and these super squads, but it was very difficult to get these, te- these players. Some, some of these players, like it got so crazy that they would sell them on eBay for like hundreds of dollars. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you could buy coins and stuff like that. So if you weren't super good at the game and you had a good squad, you could do okay. But like that didn't really sit well with me. I didn't like it that much. Mm-hmm. So this season, I was like, I'm going to give it a go again. And it's a highly addicting sort of situation because you like you you build a super team with players that like you need to get good chemistry and you need to 
get teams from the players from the same uh, nationality, players from the same league, and that's how you build chemistry and so on and so forth, right? Well, this year, what they've done, which I think is incredible, is they've added a way for you to get incredible players without spending money. You can just basically, I know this sounds like a weird ad for FIFA, and it's not, but you can get good players just by completing objectives uh, through playing the game and doing specific things to earn good players and to earn packs and so on and so forth. So you can actually have an incredible team without spending a dime. And I think that's fucking awesome. I think that's what's crucial in like the current era of gaming. It's like you have to reward people just putting in the time and playing the game, not necessarily yeah. microtransactions. Yeah, so what's happening is, it's for me, that's been a big thing because... I'm looking at the, these objectives and now I'm getting better at the game because I'm playing the game more. And there's an incredible amount of nuance now because with the defensive system, it's changed the game dramatically. Uh, and a lot of people really don't like it because a lot of people were not good at the defensive part of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, for me, it's the best iteration in years. Uh, and it's got me completely addicted, completely hooked uh, because I get, to, I get to build my team and I get to try and... and it makes me want to play, and it makes me want to learn all the cool little nuances of the game to get good and to have fun. And it's awesome because I don't have to spend money on it. I've already spent the 60, 70 bucks, whatever it was to get, yeah. and now I can just have fun and fuck around and create a cool team and play with Roberto Carlos and, you know, whatever I want. So it's, it's, fucking, it's, it's really fucking cool. What are some features, if, if EA sat you down and were like, Drew, what would you want to add to the game? What kind of feature? What kind of add-on? What kind of something that you think would be cool to add to the game? There's there's a weird imbalance to the game. So there's a heavily right now there's there's a big reliance on defense. So what's happening because people aren't good at one-on-one defending and timing necessarily. What they've done is they've played a drop-back defensive style, park the bus type of style mm-hmm. counterattack. So I would say like a good like seventy percent of people play that style. Um, so there's that. I would say like there's got to be more of a way to break things down mm-hmm. in a sense so i'd say change the gameplay slightly certain things um and then for whatever reason there's like certain players like fifa's always been this way mm-hmm. if it's a certain style of play like right now like speed is very important in this fifa so having players that are very fast is almost better than having players that are good defensively or good uh, physically, mm-hmm. so if you have a very fast player, then you're like a very fast uh, striker. You're probably going to do well. You're probably going to be okay. So, changing it to where you can have more nuanced and different styles of play, I think is impo- is is better. Like if you want to play a tiki taka build up style, it doesn't really bode well in this in this particular FIFA. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If you're going to play a more direct, long ball um, type of type of style, then I think that. Would, would be something that's cool. So being able to incorporate more styles of play, I think... Uh, that's a good point. How you do it, I don't know how. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a programmer. I know that, that the balancing of the game can be s- very tricky and difficult. Um, but that's one thing that I would want. Um, but I just... I'm pretty stoked with the way they've done things with Ultimate uh, Ultimate Team. I don't... I'm not a big fan of all the other stuff. I don't play, like, career mode. I know that people have had massive issues with that. Uh, I played the Volta. They did this new, like, uh, kind of street soccer type of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty whack. I don't, I don't like it at all. It's pretty. It's re- like five v five, right? Yeah, it's, it's pretty like FIFA Street inside FIFA, right? FIFA Street inside of FIFA. Like they did a whole like story mode and stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you play it, you're playing the same teams over and over, and they're kind of like the same players over and over, and it looks 
I don't know. There's just it's just not uh, it's not very good, and it's and, and like the whole like the gameplay is weird. It's just not my favorite thing. Yeah, but um, I don't think anyone's really playing that either. I think the, the onus and the focus is on is on Ultimate Team. I just think they've done a great fucking job with uh, allowing regular people to have access to the the premium quality content that they want, but they weren't able to afford, or they weren't good enough to afford. Because mm-hmm. maybe you would have to earn a certain amount of coins and you just couldn't do it yeah. by winning, you know what I mean? So, uh, there's that. And then, I f- of course, there's weird little things. Like, I feel like there's a lot of 90-minute winners. There's a lot of, like, last-minute, people call it, like, scripting and stuff like that. I don't know if that's a big thing, but I feel like maybe because defenses are tired at the end of the game, you concede a lot, things like that. But other than that, man, I'm pretty fucking stoked with it. And I know a lot of people don't agree, but I'm happy with it. I like that you have to be good at defending. I like that you have to understand... Uh, movement and runs and what your what you know your players left footed or right foot. I, 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 you need to know those things. Those mm-hmm. things are vitally important. You know what I mean. So, yeah, I fuck with it. I'm 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 pretty stoked on it. Hell yeah. Yep. Anyway, uh, by the way, if you want to play me, Drew DTLA, uh, Xbox, holler. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to finish up with? Uh, I think we're good, man. I think this is a nice little episode we managed to pull off. That was a nice little episode. Had we a call in. Got to watch some some goals on TV in the Inner Dortmund game. Yeah, it was nice watching soccer while we record. It was mm-hmm. very, very nice. I get to take a little nap and then get to work, which is awesome because it's going to make the night go by quick in preparation for tomorrow where things get interesting. All right, kids. We'll see you. Love you. Talk to you later. Bye. See ya. Get ready.